Welcome back to our um, first episode of Coping yeah. with COVID. And so this discussion that we're going to have today is going to be about sleep. So I'm accompanied by Dr. Ryan Hernandez, sleep expert, as well as Chaplain Byers, your tiger team. So um, sleep is honestly one of those huge problems that is very common amongst just about anybody. It's very common in the military, um, especially with all the movement, um, different sleep patterns, different schedules, change, shifts, and all that. Sleep is usually the number one thing that brings people into my office, at least. Um, and that's usually their body, their body's way of telling them that something is wrong. Um, and so just want to take this as an opportunity to discuss maybe some ways to improve that or maybe what your body is actually trying to tell you. Um, one of the ways that we were doing this before COVID, um, or one of the ways that I was addressing sleep concerns before COVID was the actual sleep group. And in that we did a lot of, um, some type of cognitive behavior therapy, which is basically talking about programming and different ways that you can change your mind through your behaviors and your thoughts and your feelings and how they all kind of interrelate and connect. Okay, and so while I have everybody here, I want everybody's opinion on or their experience that they have with sleep. So how is sleep for you right now, Chaplain? Well, Sabrina, that's an excellent question. And I agree with you 100% that, that sleep is a big part of, of our lives. I mean, I saw a study one time that we spend an exponential number of hours sleeping in comparison to the amount that we work is, is uh, we spend a lot of our time sleeping. Mm -hmm. So we spend a lot of our time in the bed. And so practicing and having healthy habits are important for me. Um, part of my experience is I, I spent a number of years just going and going and going and going and, and not really focusing on sleep. I was young and probably when I'm in my 20s and 30s, I, I had so much energy that it didn't matter if I've got three, four, or five hours of sleep, I'd get up the next day and just continue to drive on, charge on. And, and that was a normal routine for me. Well, after going through some experiences and, and really after my last deployment, I, I really started experiencing a great deal of anxiety and very much so trouble sleeping, which then caused me to be really drowsy throughout the day. And so, I, and I shouldn't have been experiencing those at the time because it was a season in my life where I was in a position that didn't have a lot of stress mm -hmm. and it should have been more laid back, you know, it, but in my mind, something was happening. So I sought the services of, of Embedded Behavioral Health and started getting some counseling. I did a sleep study and come to find out I was having trouble staying asleep and, and through a series of learning about techniques on sleep hygiene and things that I'll talk about at a different point with practicing my faith and spiritual meditation, I uh, began to develop some really healthy sleep habits that now leads to having great sleep hygiene, mm. a good night's sleep, and then being more energetic the next day yeah. through all that. So it's a lot to say. I know it's a long answer for, for a short question. But. No, but I think you hit on a lot of good points on there, um, especially that when you're younger, well, for me anyways, when I was younger, and as you mentioned, sleep wasn't a huge important thing part of my life. Mm -hmm. I could stay, especially when I was in college, I could stay up all night, maybe pull an all-nighter or whatever I was doing and still wake up in the morning, go to school and not really ha get like one or two hours of sleep. And I'd really cared less. It, But sleep really became important to me um, 
towards the end of my college years. And that was when um, I was getting a lot of sleep. And sleep was really good for me. And um, I think my mother thought that something was wrong with me. Um, I would go to class and just sleep. Like after I came out from class, I would sleep all the time. I would wake up, maybe eat. My, my roommate had to wake me up to eat. And I would still go back to sleep. And I would wake up in the morning. Probably, I think my classes were like at 8 o'clock. So I would wake up and just go right to that. Um, didn't really have any problems. Didn't change any of that behavior until um, shortly after I got out of college. And I could not sleep so much. And um, that was when I actually ended up seeing... And I was also having some other issues. <laughs> mm. And so that is when I also sought therapy um, shortly after college. Um, it was a huge transition for me leaving college. And I had to actually develop a huge schedule, an actual sleep schedule for mm. myself. Um, because I had done it so long that I had actually trained myself to get that much sleep. And, um, and I hear a lot of people talk about now especially how they don't get enough sleep. And I'm the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. I get too much sleep. I notice if I stay on a consistent schedule. And by a consistent schedule, my bedtime every night is usually 9.30. Maybe if I'm feeling froggy, I'll stay up till 11. Um, but I still wake up every morning at at least 5.30. And that's when my first alarm goes off. And I may stay in the bed and just chill. But I have about five alarms between 5.30 and 6.30 to make sure that I'm up. Because if I stay in the bed and I'm asleep, it's, I mess up my schedule. Yeah. And I think that's something that, Sabrina, as you brought up a great point, that people like me who was not getting enough sleep throughout the night is, is usually what we hone into as military men and women and spouses, not just, I'm just not getting enough sleep. But then there's also the audience that's getting too much sleep. Mm-hmm. And so these are, these are both healthy conversations to have. Mm-hmm. And I, you, know, you have to recognize the signs that are out there that your spouse is telling you, um, are you are you irritable throughout the day, or are your your soldiers telling you this, or your battle buddies giving you some of these things that are showing you that you're not having, you do not have healthy sleeping patterns? Right. I think that's important too. Like yeah. you said, and this is kind kind of going to bring mm-hmm. me over to Ryan. It's just about um, long hours, yeah. knowing that you potentially need help or that you should, but you really don't take the time out. And so this brings me up to those that are at home with children and mm-hmm. how exactly are you maintaining maybe your awesome sleep schedule that I know you have Ryan mm, yeah. and um, what does that look like for you um, so I'm going to talk about that <laughs> probably in two different ways so I think the first part is just thinking about um, what it's like for individuals with kids mm-hmm. um, because sleep schedules would be amazing mm-hmm. I'd, be, I'd be so happy if there was a schedule that my kids stuck to um, but especially with like a brand new baby, um, there is no such thing as a schedule. And when you say brand um, new, how old? Oh God, you did this to me. Earlier. I did. It's like 10 weeks. <laughs> okay. Um, he's over two months. Um, Good so, generally. Yeah, yeah. Ms. Yeah. Hernandez, are you listening to this? <laughs> he's, he's somewhere in there. Um, he's not, he's not a year old yet. So, <laughs> so, but just thinking about the, um, the toll that that takes on you, um, you know, kind of sporadic sleep, um, just waking up all hours of the night, um, those kinds of things that can really affect you because we're talking so much about how uh, integral regular sleep is. That mm-hmm. it, you know, it really is, is changing your brain mm-hmm. when you keep patterns up. And so if you're sleeping too much or too little, um, those things are not going to help you have 
um, healthy habits and it's going to affect your functioning. Mm. Um, and it's kind of just about finding what your body needs. Um, so I guess that'll bring me to myself. Um, I'm an individual that I guess doesn't need as much sleep. Um, so I can function just fine off of five hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. But I know that like six, six and a half is like my sweet spot. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, I'm able to stay up longer um, but I know that about my body. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, with my kids, you know, sometimes I'll stay up and then like, um, I had, my daughter was sick one night. And so as I was getting ready to go to bed, she's up and mm -hmm. throwing up and I'm having to change her covers yeah. and all those things. And, you know, so, and then she's up, you know, every 15 minutes cause she's not feeling good. Mm -hmm. So by the time I actually get into bed, it's about, you know, three in the morning and I still have to get up they wake up every 15 minutes when they're not feeling good I don't have any my, kids my for daughter, those who don't know but does. my goodness <laughs> my, well, my daughter does she, that's that's a regular thing for her when she's really sick yeah. um, so yeah. she'll get up every 15 minutes and um, so you know it's do that and you have to care for your children yeah. well, <laughs> well i know that but every 15 minutes i just figure they may get up and throw up and then they go back to bed yeah i mean yeah good. i mean maybe, like, maybe. till the end yeah. <laughs> till the next morning i just yikes that's... no and so you know once once she went to bed at around three you know she was in bed but mm -hmm. i mean at three o'clock you know if you're getting up at five or six right um and my my kids don't sleep past like my son was up today at six so I was up at six, uh, even though I went to bed at like twelve thirty one. Oh my goodness! Um, so, you know, it's it's just a regular thing, um, and so obviously there are seasons in your life that that will happen. You know, maybe you have to pull CQ, or maybe you have to go to the field and work an odd shift, or you know, um, some people work shifts that rotate all the time. I worked at uh, Fort Gordon before this, hmm. and a lot of people were on shifts where they would you know, have a, uh, have a morning and they do mids and then mm -hmm. they do nights mm -hmm. with, you know, every, every month they were changing, right. which is, which is really tough on your body. Um, so what would you recommend for people like that? I think the biggest thing is just, uh, trying to mm -hmm. make the best quality sleep that you can. Um, obviously the ideal is having a structure. Um, if you can stay to that sleep schedule, do it know that you know sometimes you can't mm -hmm. and not beating yourself up for it but trying to um, compensate for that and then knowing what the outcome of that is so you might be more on edge I mean there's been times when I didn't get much sleep and I've been really frustrated with my kids and you know it's not how I like to parent but it's it is just a facet of when you're tired when you're uh, using a lot of your energy you are going to be more on edge and it's going to be harder for you to, I guess, deal with things that are normally fairly yeah. easy. And I think that's important because, well, you mentioned two things, right? And I wrote it down. So the first one was um, everybody has to figure out what their sweet spot is with sleep. Yeah. There was at one point where my sweet spot was like 14, you know, <laughs> 12 13 hours Did you a say day 24 hours yeah i oh god it was awesome and the thing was though for me i would still wake up still tired yeah. just like chaplain yeah. and so no matter how much and i would try to get more thinking that i needed more sleep and i was still tired and so for me i had to play around and figure out well where is my sweet spot at and mm -hmm. so i kind of have an idea of that can i still fall asleep like at the drop of a dime yes yeah. um 
but I know where I kind of in between what I need to get. And then the other thing that you had mentioned is being aware of what those consequences are if you don't get yeah. that. And yeah. so I think that's important. Not being so upset with yourself or hard on yourself if you can't fall asleep exactly like when you want to if you're not sleepy. But just realizing that, okay, tomorrow's going to be a bad day yeah. because I'm going to be irritable or whatever. Right. And bringing it full circle, um, if you get too much sleep, knowing that you know there, there might be something going on there and um, not beating <laughs> yourself up because you're constantly tired from you know not getting as much sleep yeah um but for the average person you know everybody hears eight hours mm. seven to eight hours is pretty normal for the average person mm. um and then you can you know plus or minus one hour so you think maybe up to nine maybe down to uh down to six um and that's different based on your age too so if you're an adult that's those are the accurate numbers mm-hmm. if you're a child yeah or a teenager you need a lot more than that um but if you're kind of going outside of that balance of six to nine, mm-hmm. then there's something that you're really needing to uh, check in with somebody about. Mm-hmm. Chaplain, I see you talking. Yeah, so I, I was just going to make a couple recommendations too for uh, families who, who have children, small children especially. My wife and I, we have four kids, and from ages 12 all the way down to, to two years old. And 12 years ago when we had our first, we really didn't know what we were doing, and so here we are, newborn. You, you knew what you were doing with the two-year-old? Uh, we, we do. I still don't know what we, <laughs> we We know a little better. We just let the two-year-old do whatever. So at this point, <laughs> the fourth one gets away with everything. But the first one, we really cared. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, we, care, we care about all four. I hope you guys are listening. <laughs> we care about all four. All right, so the number one, Abram, my oldest, uh, not being new parents, you don't know what to do. And we came up, we had a friend recommend On Becoming Baby Wise by Gary Izzo, E-Z-Z-O. And essentially teaches you how to develop healthy sleep habits for your children. And so for us, by the time we were, we were really trying to figure out sleep patterns, he was a couple months old. So we skipped chapters and went to the chapter that was most relevant to us. But we should have read it from the beginning and moved forward. Yet what, what we've done is... is helped our children to develop healthy sleeping patterns because kids are the same as adults. You, you need, as an adult, whether you have children or not, you need healthy sleep habits. And the reality is is that your children don't really know that. Yeah. And for newborns, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the time to, to do sleep training because right. they have to eat and do all their right. stuff every two hours. But after they get through that phase, and, and there's a certain phase that the book talks about, that you can begin to start those healthy uh, sleep patterns. And actually, it gives you and your spouse a break uh, um, once you do that training, and it helps your, your baby to sleep better. The, the next one was Make Your Bed, which is by Navy SEAL, Admiral William H. McRaven. Hmm. And essentially, it, it, the title is what it means. So he goes through his time as, as going through BUDS and as Navy SEAL. He said the first thing he does every morning is he makes his bed. It's, it's tying into, what I'm tying into is not necessarily specific to sleep, but healthy habits and behaviors that we're practicing. And so if you do healthy habits and behaviors before you go to sleep, your sleep is going to improve uh, as, as you do these behaviors. If you get up every morning, you make your bed. Mm-hmm. He's talking about how that just begins your day mm-hmm. to what is lies before. And so anyway, that's another good recommendation that, that ties really into behavioral changes that we're trying to do so yeah um i know 
when we were doing sleep training with our children, um, we used uh, a similar book. It was uh, The Happy Sleeper. Mm. Um, it's by Heather Turgeon. Um, it was something that worked fantastically well with my son. Um, it worked uh, occasionally well with my daughter, and my, my second son is not old enough to go through it yet, so okay. we'll see how it works. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think that this is just a byproduct of my daughter. You mean every um, child is different? It's weird. Uh, yeah. It yeah. almost is like every child is different. Yeah. But... Because they are. Huh? I just you guys are talking a whole different language. There's actually a thing called sleep training. Yeah, like so it's sleep, actually. Yeah. So here's the thing. Just, I, Welcome I met, to the world. Well, of thank training. you. So so sleep training. There's there's lots of different ways. So some people just uh, let their kids sleep. However, um, mm. they they don't have oh, a, a okay. bedtime. Um, some people are just uh, baby led. Mm-hmm. So when their baby shows that they want to go to sleep, they let them go to sleep. Um, on the other end, there's people that are really structured. They said, this is the time you sleep. Mm-hmm. And they just let their baby cry until mm-hmm. it goes to sleep. So the crying out, me- cry it out method. Um, so there's, there's different approaches. Gotcha. The, the one that I used somewhere in the middle, um, because it structured it, but it was also still sort mm-hmm. of baby led. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I took from that, because, um, you know, I was, I was in graduate school when my son was born. Um, and so I was working with patients and helping people with sleep difficulties while at the same time going through a parallel process with my mm-hmm, son mm-hmm. was seeing how um, applicable baby sleep principles are to everyone. This looks like a good time to end today's discussion. Hope you enjoyed it. Tune in next week for another episode with your Tiger team. As we continue with our series, Coping with COVID.